0: Welcome to Alphabet Soup, a podcast where we're going to work our way through a wide variety of biblical topics using the alphabet. Our goal, of course, is to understand the Bible better, but we also want to find ways in which Scripture applies to our daily lives. So with that intro, let's get to it. Welcome back to F is for Father. In part one, after a mea culpa, We talked about the use of the word father to describe either the immediate um, ancestor. Ancestor is not the best word here, huh? The immediate predecessor to an individual or a patriarch, um, someone who is a founder of of a clan or a nation or a people group, and then using it in an even softer way in which the word describes any ancestor or group of ancestors. Um, from the family history. Now we're going to move into some metaphorical uses, some figurative uses, excuse me, of the word father, both in Greek and in Hebrew. And the first one we'll discuss is is the individual who is an archetype or prototype or epitome of. The best way to illustrate this is uh, from um, Genesis, I think it's chapter 4, I, I, I don't have it written down here in my notes. I think it's chapter four. I'm going to quote it to you. Ada bore Jabel. He was the father of those who dwell in tents and have livestock. His brother's name was Jubal. He was the father of all those who play the lyre and pipe. Here then, the word father, the Hebrew word of, is used to describe a prototype and or archetype of those who um, follow. It's like we would say, Henry Ford is the father of the assembly line. That's obviously metaphorical. And what it means is he was the first to do it and all those who come after him and also work or or create or uh, um, assembly lines owe something to Henry Ford as the first who did that. He is the father of the assembly line. Um, Paul does that in Galatians when he says that Abraham is is the father of all of those who come to God with faith. Abraham is the father of those who show faith. There's a fascinating one in John chapter 8 where Christ says to the Pharisees, You are of your father the devil. Listen to that and think about the word father in this metaphorical sense, in this figure of speech sense. Obviously, they weren't the physical descendants of, but they bear the characteristics. They do. They behave in a way that the devil does. And so there is some connection. The devil is their father. Close to this is a metaphorical use that talks about someone who created something. Um, Hey, listen, I went on a bit of a rabbit trail while doing my prep for this, um, and and I'll make a statement. Selman Waksman is the father of antibiotics. I didn't think he was the father, and so I knew that somebody discovered penicillin, and I went and looked that up and assumed that that was the first antibiotic, and it was not, and, and that thank you Wikipedia led me to a guy named Selman Waxman who discovered that there are there are things that kill off bacteria. Um, those are living organisms at least when he did it that kill off um, and um, bacteria. So if you get a bacterial infection and you take an antibiotic you are... Um, taking advantage of the Nobel prize winner, Selman Waksman, who is called the father of antibiotics because he, he he didn't invent, he discovered he was the originator. Then this use of the word father clearly does not describe a a physical connection um, like in a genealogy and it also is slightly different from our Henry Ford illustration, who is the father of the assembly line. It is someone who created something. Uh, and, and the lineage is not family. The lineage is a discovery or a creation of. Okay, so 1 Corinthians 8, 6. Yet for us, there is one God, the Father, from whom all thing, uh, from whom are all things and for whom we exist. God is a creator. As, uh, as Selman Waksman is the discoverer, the originator of antibiotics, what he did was he discovered something that, that, frankly, was there all along. He didn't create it, but in a sense he did because nobody knew about it. And, and every antibiotic since then, God is the creator of all things and, f- and we exist for him. So in that sense, he is a father because he originated all of creation, including you and me. Now, I suppose that an exegete might say, hey, in this case, the word father is not referring to creation but the systematic theologies I read seemed to agree that that is the use of the word father, that he is the originator of all things, and therefore the word father, as it's used metaphorically in the Bible, can be said to describe God. Here's another one that is, I I guess we would call this metaphorical. It is someone who has a paternal relationship I had occasion to talk with my sons just in the last week, 10 days, had lunch with each of them and said, um, the adage is you're never done being a parent. I wish in a way that you were because then you couldn't screw up the parental function, right? If you're a parent um, 40, 45 years after the fact, you can still be a bad parent. Uh, a father is someone who has a paternal relationship from time to time we'll hear someone say he's my second dad or maybe he's my dad it may be an adoptive father it may be a stepfather or it may be a man who stepped in and functioned as a father in the absence of someone who had that role by by biology but didn't fulfill the function and they may even have been present physically but not present emotionally. We might say that Dan was, someone might say, Dan was my father. He fulfilled in my childhood the role of my father. What they're saying is that this person fulfilled the paternal relationship. I get to that from Psalm 103, 13. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. Boy, there's a lot in that verse. As a father shows compassion to his children, it is just expected that that is one of the things a father will do. He will have a tender heart to his children, whether those children are biological or not. Uh, I, I'm, I'm privileged to know several men who have stepchildren and who have Uh, fulfilled the role of father in that fullest sense. They have had compassion. They have led and guided and given wisdom to and supported in all the activities. They have been functionally a father. Uh, Luke chapter 12, do not seek what you are to eat and what you are to drink, nor be worried. For all the nations of the world seek after these things. And your father knows that you need them. You see, that's a reference to our heavenly Father who has compassion for his children. Um, that is rich. There's a lot to be preached there, and one of the one of the things that should be preached there came up often, I think, in churches all across America, uh, particularly evangelical churches, where a, a pastor would say to his flock, "Listen." I know that some of you had bad fathers. What does he mean by bad? They may not have been thrown in prison, but they did not fulfill this natural role of the father. I know that many of you had bad fathers, fathers who were emotionally distant or even perhaps abusive, emotionally and physically abusive. And that role of father is such a part of how God intended the family to function that dad should be da- dad should be the leader in the home and he should have compassion he should give guidance he should give support and nurture to his children and a father who does not do that who is emotionally absent who is in terms of support and nurture absent is in the in the Fullest sense, a bad father. Now, some of us were better fathers than others. I wish I could go back and do it over again. And I watch the way my sons are being fathers to their children. And I think, I wish I had seen that as as a pattern that I could emulate. I wish I had been a better father. There is this sense, this functional sense then a father and that's what is referred to in the gospel as a uh, as a father who knows that you need them or in psalms as a father shows compassion to his children we have a heavenly father and the real sad thing is that someone who grew up with an absent or bad father here's the here's the term heavenly father and they've got they've got no box to put that in Uh, They hear the word Father, and it is a negative term. When they hear their Heavenly Father loves them, has compassion for them, and nurtures them, and will protect them and care for them, that is so outside their frame of reference that the term Heavenly Father doesn't resonate. And I realize that if you're listening to this podcast, it is very possible that that has been your experience and that you struggle with the word, with the term Heavenly Father, wow! Ah, uh, and 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 maybe w- one of your um, efforts ought to be to read about your Heavenly Father, who is the perfect Father, who is the ultimate Father, and understand that that's now what you have in your Heavenly Father. Okay, l- let's talk now about all of these uses of the word Father, both uh, physical immediate ancestor, uh, patriarch, family, clan, that kind of thing, or just someone who preceded you in your family lineage. There's the physical, and we recognize right away that that is far less important than these metaphorical uses of the word. Uh, uh, Our father who created all things, our father who set the pattern for what it means to be a physical father, our Father who cares for us and loves for us. And now let's come full circle and ask, does our Heavenly Father have gender? I think the answer has to be obviously not. Never mind the fact that the Bible says, the the Gospel of John says, God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth that when the bible talks about our heavenly father it is not talking about gender gender is irrelevant it is a functional use of the word father it is not lineage it is not that physical the physical isn't important even when um, stephen refers to abraham our father it is unimportant see that is the lesson from the Pharisees who came out to John the Baptist, who was baptizing and said to him, "'We are the sons of Abraham. Abraham is our father.'" You see, they were, they were locked into this physical descendancy. They were locked into DNA. They were locked into genealogies. And John the Baptist hit him upside the head. And he said, don't you brag about being the sons of Abraham. If God wanted sons of Abraham, he could turn these rocks into that. It is not about physical. Nothing. I say nothing. That's hyperbole. It is in the Bible. Physical genealogy doesn't matter. It is spiritual genealogy, which is why I proudly say, thankfully say, humbly say, Abraham is my father. Abraham was a child, a child of God by faith. I am a child of God by faith. And so I, I too, am a son of Abraham. Does God have gender? Absolutely not. That focuses on the physical. And in the Bible, the physical isn't important. Think about the ways that your heavenly father is a father the important ways that he is the creator of all things, that he is the prototype, the archetype of what it means to be a father as one who loves and nurtures and provides and supports and all of those things, he is the archetype. He is the perfect father. He set the pattern for all who follow as Jabel is the father of all those who dwell in tents, and as Jubal is the father of all who play the lyre. So our heavenly father is the father of those who seek to, to be righteous, to be holy, to be like our heavenly, uh, be like your father, huh? He is our pattern. God does not have gender. Okay, so now what do I do? do i feel offended do i do i feel that some standard of truth has been violated when when someone talks about the motherhood of god or uses the feminine pronoun to refer and the answer is uh, is sort of yes and no what they've done is wrong in that they are assigning gender to god and they have an agenda for signing, assigning gender to God, don't they? We recognize that right away. Does God have feminine characteristics? Does he have masculine characteristics? To the ex- extent that both of those talk about physical things, that's wrong. God does not have gender. And it illustrates how, what, how base and primitive and... And missing the point our thinking is when it comes to comprehending what God is. When we bring that physical into our understanding of God, it misses the point. The physical is not the important. It is the spiritual. It is the non-physical. It is the faith of Abraham. It is the pattern of what it means to be a father uh yeah okay again i apologize um and hope that you agree that done is in some respect better than good i'm gonna now i'm gonna sit down in my chair have myself some breakfast and edit this do what's called post-production go back in and clean up some of the some of the things that need to be pulled and and you won't know what those are because you'll never see them and i'm afraid i'm going to be disgusted with this episode, but I'll be back, Lord willing, huh? Deus quiser. I will be back next week and we will do G. What will G be? I've got a list of possibilities and frankly, I haven't decided yet because today my goal is to get more stuff put away in the garage so we can actually put cars in there and maybe get some baseboards installed and uh, hopefully get that kitchen drawer fixed that exploded But again, Lord willing, I'll see you here next week for G is four. God bless.